Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talkin' BS. My name is Van Santos, and as always, I'm joined by my old pal, Corey Bell. I'm getting married this weekend, so we decided to have a little premarital relationship conversation. Uh, We covered absolutely nothing that we had planned on, and I basically just spilled my story for 45 minutes. This is episode 20 of Talkin' BS. hit record all right all right unique new york unique new york red leather yellow leather red i had i had ribs i had ribs for lunch that's why i'm doing this speaking of things that we're doing it's Mm -hmm. wedding season my friend it is wedding week we are counting down to four three two one how you feeling it is a it's a literal countdown it's a literal countdown i'm thrilled uh first and foremost uh Get to marry uh, my person again for a second time, so I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Uh, this one's a little bit more outward, you know. I feel like the the beach deal was very much about us and like super close family, which I guess this still is. But this one's a little bit more like formalities and like you know pomp and circumstance. She gets to put this on, is the this is more of the party though. She gets to put on the dress, which is a big deal. I really wanted that for her. I think we talked about this before, but. Didn't we when we first started talking about potentially getting married? I don't think we were going to have a wedding at all, and then we kind of it, it grew on us, you know. So yeah, we're we're excited. It's stressful. So you know? yeah, but I say, how is she? Because we've we've talked about this a lot, and you be, choose your words carefully because I know she listens very carefully. Um, but you know, she. I, I mean, I know, I've known yoga now for a few years too. She is a very non-stressed, very stoic, chill, True. calm person. Yeah. How is she doing? She is, uh, she's pretty good. Actually, there's some things that like, I think some things are happening this week that usually wouldn't be a huge deal that are a little bit more of a deal than they would usually be. But I think that's understandable. I mean, uh, I think, yeah. you know, our parents are coming into town early and then, you know, just corralling guests from all over the place. And, uh, you know, I think the the wedding day itself is going to be pretty laid back. So, you know, I think overall it's, you know, just I think it's getting to that day. And then once the day starts, you know, it's kind of like kind of like sports, kind of like a game. You know what I'm saying? You do all this prep work, get really stressed, you get kind of angsty, you get kind of like nervous. And then once the game starts, you just we're just we're just cruising. So, yeah, <laughs> how I, much I, of I, this? I would say we're pretty good. That's good. That's good. How much of this have you actually participated in helping plan or doing anything? I say yes a lot. I just say yes. <laughs> I'm saying just, what do you think about this? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, in all seriousness, um, with the venue, I, I, I helped with that. I wasn't trying to, <laughs> this is funny. You know, it was, it was weird. COVID times, right? I mean, you know, so certain venues had different things going on. And now, honestly, in the last like four weeks with vaccine and everything, it, things have really opened up a lot more. But at the time we were looking at like either a much smaller, like kind of like non-traditional venue near town, or we drive, th- we take people 30 miles away from the city 
and we're on a farm somewhere, which would have been cool, but we opted for not that because it's just t- it's tough on people. So I helped with the venue a little bit, and we both got to an agreement, which was great. But she actually said yes to the venue before she ever even stepped a foot in it, which is wow. Hey, for all you out there, all any females listening, which is at least one and a half, two of you, it's two of you, it's or three. <laughs> I was like, give me a half, like. I don't know, maybe maybe like that and half, like she's just in the of car. Our, of like our twenty five Yeah, if our twenty five consistent listeners at least two and a half or are female. <laughs> uh that is a rare that is a rare thing. That should tell you how laid back she is. So uh we all we subsequently went to the venue and she she approved. So do you, do you think any of that kinda has happened and been into effect since you guys did do the Kind of November one. Oh, I definitely think that's a big that help. Helped? It's a massive yeah. help. Uh, so the fact that we got to do that has really taken off a lot of, a lot of small stresses, uh, or I guess big stresses like where are we gonna have it? What are we gonna, you know, all those stereotypical stressful, stressful things. Uh, everything's been like half. Just cut it in half, and that's what it is. Like we're just showing up. It's gonna be fun. We're going to just have a good time. Uh, my biggest thing that I took over was, was the music, was helping pick songs, working with the DJ. Uh, obviously got her input. We've chosen songs together. But like my initial task was to go like find 50 songs that are going to be played at various times. So, so you know. that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. How many songs? What kind of, uh, yeah, I guess the you know, type of music do you have here? Is it DJ? Is it DJ live band? Are you playing any songs? We, is that a surprise? Uh, can, can we not say that yet? Oh my God, like, how would you, how dare here? you? No, I'm not playing anything. Thank God. I, I don't want to, I'm sorry. This is, this is a laid back, I'm not doing anything <laughs> like that. Uh, we are doing a DJ uh, just for convenience, cost, all of that stuff. Uh, a band would have been great. I know Dan Morgan's going to be disappointed. I'm sorry. We did that little poll, and like I think I think it was like 70, 30 people said live band was better. So sorry, y'all that are coming. <laughs> uh, but, but it's going to be a DJ. He seems super cool. Big Titans fan. Got that out of the way early. That was a cool little thing that came up in our conversation. Uh, but yes. Uh, and then a lot of, you know, I, I love the creative side of things. So like crafting like okay when, when people are walking in it's gonna be light laid back whatever and then as soon as the ceremony's over like oh let's get it so, let's get some upbeat like okay we're all now the party's starting and then when the dancing kicks off bruno mars let's go you know what i'm saying like so uh yeah 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 we really played into the whole the whole the whole thing so that was how many fun. times will shout be played at this wedding at least one and if lee santos has anything to say about it about um uh, 11 I would believe that. My dad's not going to believe. My dad's not going to listen to this podcast. But for those of you that are close <laughs> to him, no, 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 I'm not kidding. He's going to love the fact that I brought this up. He, <laughs> this is so bad. If he was listening right now, he would die when I said eleven times. He would die. There is a, uh, I think it's Scottish, uh, comedic performance, like a little skit where these two guys get in an elevator, and it's a voice-activated elevator. And they're saying 11 in a Scottish accent and it doesn't recognize what they're saying. So they just keep saying 11, 11, 11 over and over again. It's like 11, 11. And it's like with an accent. And for whatever reason, my dad and his friend, Rich James, have latched on to this skit. And anytime they can use the word, the number 11, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Um, 
Rick what James? was the original question? Shout. So, yes, my dad, if he could play it 11 times, he absolutely would. Uh, if either one of my brothers or my mom's listening to this, I'm sorry that I perpetuated that skit and that joke in this moment because we've been trying to kill it for about a year now. So, anything, <sighs> you know, everyone knows. That knows Papa Santos knows. If, if he if he if, if he's onto something, he it, latches. It won't die. He latches it and he's uh, he's gonna latch and he's gonna it's gonna last a while. Uh, I'm gonna try to find that link. I'll try to I'll try to link it to the to this podcast whenever we put this. That'd up. be a good one. That'd it, be a look, good one. It is funny, but it's not two and a half years. That's you know, funny. two is not two two years long of a joke. Funny. <laughs> What's that? But uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's like it's like what are we that. still doing that, Michael? Um, mm. So uh, yes, shout will be played. Shouts on the list. Uh, that as is it a, should be. That, it's it's as a it must. Yeah. No man, I think uh, obviously it's gonna it's it'll be it'll be a great day. It'll be a great day. Um, but not not necessarily to take away from the day or, or take away from from the wedding or anything going on. Don't there. you dare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk more so. I think about how we how we got here, and I don't mean necessarily between you and Kimberly. Uh, I mean more so just relationships in general and the evolution of Van, who had never been kissed, to now getting married and spending the rest of his life with this amazing person. Talk so, to me from the, I don't want to say, you know, virgin Van, but, you know, from the Van who didn't even know if he you know, was wow. into girls yet. Wow. Right? Let's go, we go. Let's go all the way back to like third grade. Right. <laughs> let's go. Let's go back. Let's go back and let's get it so, started. When when was like the first crush you had? I, I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out. So I I crowdsourced this week's topic a little bit. I when we were a couple days ago, you and I were texting about what are we going to talk about. I'm going to answer your question by the way, but I, I reached out to some of what I would assume are avid listeners, and I asked them, "What would you like us to talk about?" Uh, we got a uh, quite a bag of answers here. Myriad. Um, Brandon Dowd. I will give him credit. He he won. He mentioned doing a pre-wedding some you know relationship pod he wanted it to be a uh, a little bit more intimate like kimberly asks like terrible terrible questions of me and makes me answer them i thought that was pretty good uh but what here is we your are biggest fear yeah things like that <laughs> uh let me see if i can give some shout outs matt snyder wanted me to talk about uh who the titans are going to take in round one um, also the Preds are hot right now. We could discuss a turnaround, which it does seem like there's a turnaround happening. Uh, Listen, I'm not giving them any credit. If it's been, what, like two games? Get out of here. Yeah, Inge- injection of youth talent and how it plays into the approaching trade deadline. You know, I wish I knew more about hockey. I have not been focusing this year. It doesn't help that they're bad or were bad. They won like, what, five of six or six of seven? So that's pretty impressive. But bad. shout out to Matt. I, I, I do think I would love to do a Titan-specific pod. Uh, and I need to watch some more Pred stuff. But okay, uh, Kiefer Webb. <laughs> this one was probably the most bizarre. Uh, <laughs> he says, uh, "He said if you guys haven't discussed Billie Eilish's new hair, do that. It's a good one." <laughs> so, man, she to go blonde first uh, natural hair color, and who knows how long blonde. And there's this massively long uh, tweet about using just some crazy words to describe the effect that her new hairdo has on uh, society. Um, 
that is not what we chose to do as a pod, but you know, I appreciate it. And dude, I did. Have you seen the documentary on, uh, Billie on her? Yeah. It's yeah. phenomenal. Did we not talk yeah, about dude, that yet? It's really here? good. I, I took it. I watched that. It was really, really good. I didn't, it was really good. I didn't jump onto her music when it was happening, when it was coming out and when like the Grammy push happened, I was like, who is this? Whatever. Like it just, I don't know if I liked that style of singing, but watching it, evolve from their bedroom cool. together as a brother and a sister to winning multiple Grammys was an amazing story. And I've actually since downloaded some of her stuff and, and, and I like Phineas Phineas, you know, the, the Dude, brother, he's got some crazy, yeah, stuff. he's got some good production chops there. It's really good. Well, so, even his music, like his music is pretty, yes, yeah, his is good too. This is really good. I could tell that he was going to branch off and do his own thing. Cause yeah. he, they, you know, they got some different ideas on some stuff, but it was a great documentary and just hard. I mean, like someone that young, it was like watching Bieber again. I was like someone that young to go through that amount of change and that propulsion into, you know, just fame Superstar. that fast. Superstardom was, it's a crazy, crazy ride that only, Really, a handful of people on the planet know what that's like. So, can, for, I, can I? I do want to say though that watching that, I have never. You have been an actual believer, all right. I have never been on the Justin train. Uh, I, I have made fun of that train quite a bit, um, but I will tell you, I gained some respect for yeah. the the Beebster after after that, just because of the way that he handled, you know, fans, fandom, her. Yeah. And, and trying to help mentor and be there for her, you know, very congratulatory. Like, I was, I was like, you know what, this dude, oh, he's all right, he's all right. I, I was not a believer until he grew up a little bit. That that one album when baby, he was baby, definitely not baby, that one. Oh. No, none of that. Uh, it was the one when he started working with like Skrillex and Diplo and stuff. And um, that that one album I, I did love, and I kind of have been on on his train since then, but. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Kiefer. We're not going to talk about her hair. I don't know much about that. And then Brendan Wilson wanted us to talk about the Suez Canal, which I think you actually probably have some stuff to talk about. You can yeah, go. Just I'll wind Dude, up. Dude, I you could. Go. How, go. Much time, how much time do I got? How much time do hey, I this got? Is, Dude, yeah, this no, is the, All right. So this has led to uh, this is the topic before shortage. This is the topic this before the topic. <laughs> I could I could go in on this one pretty good. It's dude, it's crazy. Like who goes to the Suez Canal? Who thinks about this stuff? He said the he, amount he, of logistical... he wants to say it was nine billion dollars a day that it was costing. Just it was in general, dude. The the logistics that got blocked up going. You talk about the globalization of an economy and how things ship from place to place and actually go. Like we still depend on a bunch of stupid stuff. Like if you actually go back and look at that cargo ship, that is ten rows high of containers. You know what? One of the things I do is I sell in these containers. You yeah. know, you know who does a lot of my stuff? I'm yeah. in Charleston right now talking to the ports, yeah. dealing with them, doing with some stuff. So it's wild to me, like just the amount of stuff and the amount of money that goes into something that looks that ugly. Because that's that stuff's ugly. Let's just face it, it's ugly. And I don't know how you get the whole time. The only meme in my head that I can think of is you know Mike Myers. From uh, you know the Austin Powers, or when Dude. he gets the little like, coconut, like yep. that's all I could think yes. of. I'm like, how do you even? I do was, was going to give another how shout out to Matt Snyder. Matt Snyder responded to Brendan with with the little gif of uh, Austin Powers going back and forth, but it's the boat instead of the cart. 
Dude, that's all I can think about. It's so that's good. All I can think about. So good. I, I could I could go in on that one for a while and the logistics of shipping and, and everything else, but uh, I I'll digress. I don't know. I'm sure I don't that's know. Not if a very it was, fun topic. I, I don't know if it's a if it's a, a Photoshop job or not, but somebody else, I was Kiefer again, puts in a picture of Evergreen, which was the company whose boat it was. Had an 18 wheeler that was blocked up on like a, I think a Japanese highway, and it had blocked all the traffic behind it. And he was just like, "This Evergreen company sucks." <laughs> all right, so uh, we uh, took a little, you know, five minute detour there. I just had to, uh, I had to shout out those those guys for for jumping in. Uh, I would love to get some more suggestions, so we may go back to the well, and we may jump into some of those other topics. But uh, Brandon Dowd did win this week's crowdsourced topic, and it was pr- it was spot on. So. You know, wedding coming up, relationships. Uh, we kind of made it our own, but thanks for uh, the the kick, Brandon. Uh, all right, so first crush. We started about started t- first crush. Oh, first gosh. crush. Mm. Kimberly knows this, right. this is bad, but Kimberly knows about this. But Carmen Electra, something about when we were teenagers. She was, I mean, it was solid. What? Oh, you got one better. No, I don't. Like honestly, I think first crush. Like, I was gonna ask like first real crush. Yeah. All right. So and, and, and let me let me clarify all of this before we kind of start really going into it. We did agree beforehand we were going to either change names, bleep names. We're gonna be telling some stories. We're gonna be kind of you know having some fun with things, but we do not want to offend anybody. We don't want to, you know, we we just you know we want to have some fun with it. Uh, so we will use different names. Uh, I was thinking more so, and I was going to ask first real crush of like uh, actual human being and then a celebrity crush because they're not oh. real human beings. Well, so Carmen Electra, though, that's your that's, non-real that's one. That's the, the celeb- Dude, mine, celeb one. Dude, my, my first celebrity, like no joke, Kelly from Saved by the Bell. I thought you were going to say Topanga. Topanga would have been up there, too. That's a possibility. Ooh. Well, see, I don't know. I, like, she wasn't really my, you know. Topanga's I, back. I loved, I loved she's back in world. the news right now with this whole Cinnamon Toast Crunch thing. What? Do you, you talking about? Do you see? Oh no, you don't even know. You don't li- see. This is a Twitter. Not on social media. It's a Twitter thing. But those out there that know Twitter, this dude, random guy, posts online that in his cinnamon toast crunch, he opens the bag, and there are fish. There are not fish. Wow. There are uh, uh, shrimp tails, like the little ends of shrimp. Just not not the whole thing, but like clearly they were eaten, thrown away, and they ended up in the bag. But they were like. They were like caramelized and like like cinnamoned and sugared the same way that the the the, the cereal was, so it was kind of like, well, that's that's odd. What are these doing? I didn't ask for shrimp tails in. My How does this tie to Topanga? Just wait, just wait. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. We we are getting way off topic here. I love it. So uh, and then he posts another one that's got some other stuff in a bag that kind of looks like small little black pellets, and it's kind of like, oh no, we don't want to know what that is. Um, the internet goes wild. Twitter is like all cinnamon toast crunch. Cause then cinnamon toast crunch tries to kind of clap back. I think sarcastically kind of like, you know, Wendy's does you see Wendy's yeah. online, like burning Dude, people. Wendy's which does. Is, well, which, cause like that stuff makes like sports center. will then cover right. Wendy's so stuff. I, think, I see that. I, I think cinnamon toast tried to get cute a little bit with their Twitter response and the DMS. And it was like, Oh, not the right time. <laughs> so, so cinnamon toast crunch kind of gets crucified here a little bit. What happened, what had happened was about a couple days into this saga of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, whatever, people online figure out that the guy that's posting all this stuff is married to real life Topanga. And so a lot of, there's a bit, there's a strong sentiment online that's like, dude, if you're married to Topanga, who cares what's in your Cinnamon Toast Crunch? (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so uh that was uh that's kind of the end of that story but yes that is how it ties into topanga no so, hold on let, let me think about this then how how if you're like married to topanga and like that's your family you ain't eating cinnamon toast crunch what you doing bro hey man like, apparently apparently he is apparently he is get out of here do like winnie cooper like oof uh oh because she's smart too like, Who is this? you know she's like a doctor winnie cooper Who's from uh, wonder years oh gotcha cool yeah, I mean, the show's a little before our time. A little bit. But her... Went right over my head, it's fine. Oh, man, it's a good one. <laughs> I, I, it's it's old, and you wouldn't like it now, but it was it was awesome back in the day. Uh, for everybody who used to watch Wonder Years and Wendy Cooper, shout out Wendy Cooper. She has a doctorate in mathematics, is super smart, and super hot. Um, all right, but yeah, so Kelly from Save by the Bell. So we used to, uh, getting ready for school in the morning, we'd get ready, and I I have always been a person... Until the Navy, I'll say that. I'd never want, I'd, I wouldn't wake up. I, I just, I wouldn't, right? Like most kids don't want to wake up. I was, I was definitely in that group. And so I'd get up, I'd get ready, and I'd go lay on the couch. And I would turn on Save by the Bell because that's just the time that it worked out to be. Nice. And I would kind of be zoning in and out, right? Watching yep. Save by the Bell until it was time to leave. Get, you know, 10, 15 minutes in, head out, and be done with the day. Then I'd fall back asleep in the car and have to be woken up when we got to school. But dude, I mean, I'm just telling you, like it was Kelly. Kelly was my, that was my girl. That was, that was my first, like, how you doing? Like that was, that was her. That's funny. That was her. All right. So that was my first. And then I do remember there was an unknown, what are we going to, what names do you want to give? You can make up a random name or we can just bleep it out. Yeah. We're just going to bleep it out. So yeah, there was this girl named, and uh, so... (laughs) I'm just gonna, that was what a can't just not talk. That like, was so funny. I, mean, I guess technically you can. So but. funny. I do remember in middle school, it was like the the <laughs> typical middle school stuff, right? It was like, oh yeah, so and so comes up to me like, oh yeah, so and so likes you, and I'm like, oh okay. They're like, do you like her? And I'm like, um, do am I supposed to? And they're like, yeah, we'll do you. And I'm like, sure. And they're like, okay, cool. And then so my friend goes over and they're like, well, so and so likes you. And you like so-and-so, so you guys are dating now. And it's like, okay, cool. I remember it was like your go- girlfriend and boyfriend, and I was like, okay, cool. I've never talked to this person. <laughs> Is this? Okay. We, I thought we said we were saying names. You're going to bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. Yeah, that's exactly who it was. Okay, I thought so. I thought I just wanted to I'm making sure that I, I, it was, I was a part of this. Yeah, I was going to make sure that I remember it. Yeah, right. yeah, that's exactly who it was. And uh, it was just, it was the most middle school, like, non-relationship relationship we would go to parties like middle school parties and then we would talk on the phone like so-and-so would be like hey she's on the phone she wants to talk with you now like you guys are dating and it was like everybody told us what we were which was hysterical just so funny there was no choice in it at all i don't even know like no offense to her at all i just don't know if i liked her at all i mean i didn't know what what any of this stuff meant you know what i'm saying like i'm just a kid whatever uh so yeah that that would be the first uh yeah First crush, the the I guess. funniest one that I got was was at Randolph, right? And I was, you know, I've always been like the tallest kid in the class. Yeah, you know, like I've always been tall. Yeah, uh, but it was it was very prevalent then. Like nobody was close to me at that time and place. Uh, and uh, do you remember? Uh, remember how short I was? I do. And so that was the joke for a while that people were trying really hard to basically force that situation onto me and. Just to kind of just like the, the discrepancy was going to be a and lot. like it's just too funny. It was just like too funny. 
but yeah. Uh, what about I'm trying to think of uh, of some other like just funny, funny stories from uh, from that? Because like we got, I mean, we got through like the middle school, you know, not real things, right? Right. First, the real girlfriend, yep. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first, first real girlfriend. You happened. know where I'm going. I, I know, you know I who know. I want to talk I about. I know. I know. And so it, it, there is a funny start to quote unquote relationships where like, I feel like things are just happening around you and there's not a lot of choice involved. And like, you're just kind of like going with the flow a little bit. Um, and yes, first relationship came like junior year of high school where I was like, I went on a date, chose to go, ch- you know, it was a blind date, which was, which was funny. Um, but then everything else is new at that point. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Oh, I actually am choosing to like go hang out with this person, just the two of us. And we're not being told by anybody else to hang out or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like it was the first kind of like first real little thing, you know? So I'm thinking, you know, cause I just think about the progression of things and so much, it's funny. I think about it all the time. I'm 31 years old now. I feel like I have been able to drive a car for 15 years. I've been a legal uh, adult for 13 years. I've been an actual adult for like 10 years. And I've been a man for like five years. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just funny how things progress. And like love or being in a relationship with someone, uh, it's one of those things that just you're, I don't, my parents didn't teach me how to do that. I'm not ragging. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's just kind of one of those but things. Can't, can't parents teach you like how to be in a relationship? I, I like mean, setting the example, setting like the example like is that. probably the default is like, you just but, see it, but you know, it would be weird if your parents were like, well, you should like, I mean, maybe not weird. Maybe there are some kids that are closer with their parents that were like, Hey, I got this relationship advice. Like, could you, could you help me out? Like that was just never my, Never my thing. So it was trial and many, many, many errors. <laughs> Just many errors. The errors are oh so funny. Um, oh so funny. And a lot of trials as well. Not not legal trials. <laughs> not legal trials. Trials and tribulations. Um, but yes. So yes, I, I do feel like the there was there's three sections to my story of relationships. There's part one. Break it down. Part one, which is like I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> like, just. <laughs> where people are showing up. I'm just doing things. I don't know what's, what's happening. And then part two is like, okay, I get into a serious relationship that I choose to be in and I'm just, everything is brand new. Like we're talking, communicating, working together, sharing stuff, sharing, you know, conversations or stories. Like, you know, you have, you have your family, right? You have your family and your friends. Those are the relationships you keep to begin with, right? We have, we had brothers, we have our parents, we have our close friends, you and I. And then all of a sudden there's like this, the opposite sex, which we're not going to go into that whole conversation. That's just how both of us lean. No judgment one way or the other. But, um, but for me, it was like, you know, an attraction to the opposite sex starts like, you know, obviously later. And then, uh, you know, lots of trials, you know, and it's just one of those things like, you know, we have, we have friends that got married to people that they dated in high school. And they've had successful marriages and relationships and they have kids together. I think it's specifically of Brandon Hampson. 
but uh yeah Brandon and i don't know we i mean hannah and i were engaged like i mean we almost went that route yeah you know? i mean yeah and, and there's there's quite a few that that met in high school and figured it out i don't know if that that obviously wasn't in the cards for me which i'm totally totally happy about uh but I mean, think about that though like how many people like i mean i you know i i say this in full awareness of me almost being one i'm not even close enough to be mature enough to like understand that not only from a you know just an uh, uh an intelligence level but from a emotional level uh, from a yeah like yeah. I, I just you can't comprehend I, that. I was joking about being a man for only five years but in all seriousness there were just there were landmarks in my life that made me grow up in certain ways we've talked about this before the masculinity pod i think where it was you know 18 i you think oh i'm a man now i make my own decisions and then 21 and then 25 hits and like then the world gets turned upside down and then you finally figure out who you are you know so much of a relationship is you know you're interconnecting with another person in the traditional sense you know there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there, clearly, as we've seen on these uh, in our cold call last, you know, you know, there, there's weird ways that relationships can go down. We're talking about the traditional sense. Um, All right. So let's talk about this then. You want to talk okay. about like just just how it how it starts. So your first real relationship was a blind date. Right? Blind date. That's exactly. How it started. So what was the first time like uh, that you like asked someone out? Like how, how, what was that? Like, tell me, mm. tell me that story mm. while you're thinking about it. I'll give you one. Go ahead. I'll give you one. So we, we had just talked about like high school sweethearts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? So my brother and his wife were high school sweethearts. They've mm-hmm. been together oh, wow. uh, for a long, long time. Yep. Uh, and, uh, have their second kid on the way. Shout out Cody. Congratulations. Very happy. Um, uh, congrats. Little nephew coming, coming to, to play and wrestle with. So I'm, I'm excited about that. But anyway, um, so he, he liked, you know, liked, liked Laura, liked this girl. And uh, it was, I, th- I think it was prom. And I'm sure I'll get a phone call or a text telling me that I was wrong. But I'm pretty sure it was prom. And they didn't live too far from where my parents lived at the time. I say that because driving in a car, it's not that far. But when you get the one freak blizzard in Montgomery that dumps about six, seven inches of snow, oh, wow. that's a good hike. Yeah. Okay. And so Cody had had this whole idea to ask her to prom, right? And he was planning on going over there. He had this whole thing. And then it snowed. And my mom was not going to let him drive. So he walked. It's either two or three miles. Correct. I, I'm sure I will be corrected. It may be longer than that. I'm sure it was 40 miles uphill both ways. But both for the ways. sake of the story, I'm pretty sure it was like three miles. Uh, walked over there. Uh, so, I mean, uh, already that's that's quite a quite a trek in the snow. Scar- like carves out. Uh, it's like, will you go to prom or prom in a question mark? I can't remember one or the other, but, it's you know, it's to that degree. Uh, and then like goes and like throws rocks at her window or whatever. So she looks out and sees it, uh, runs out, you know, yes. And that they've been together happily ever since, which is, you know, great story. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure like the first girl that I asked out, like for real, I was just like, Hey, you want to grab some dinner? You know, like it was like to that extent, That's funny. <laughs> as opposed to Cody, like doing this big gesture. I was like, well, all right. So, so I, cool. I don't, now that I've thought about it a little bit, I don't have that Jim Halpert moment. 
you know? I, I didn't... I will say that I... I only ever chose to be with one person and that's, that's Kimberly. Like I, every other time. And even that I, I kind of just fell into things. You know, they say falling in love is a, is a thing. Like it just fell into things like stuff happened. I didn't wait around for a year and a half like Jim did for Pam. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like that. It wasn't this long thing. And then this big gesture. Um, but I, I can, you know, bearing my soul a little bit. It's pretty interesting. You know, I, I am a firm believer in like things happen for a reason a lot of the time. And this is one of those for me that feels like it, it just, this was always meant to be this way. This is kind of one of those higher power moments where I'm like, oh man, like I could like for all of my failures, this one thing was going to work out for me. And that's like, this is how it was supposed to be. You know, I think you could tell I, I was always a relationship guy. Like, you know, this, it was one to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. I didn't do the one night stand thing. You know, I didn't do like the, Hey, let's hook up and whatever. And, uh, so that just wasn't who I was. I was like, you know, here's two years here. Here's a year there. Here's a year and a half there. There's five years, six years there. You know, I think if you look at the personalities, this is a uh, kind of a switch in topic, but if you look at the personalities that I, I was attracted to or that I chose to be, oh, that has evolved, chose to be in a relationship with, it was, it was very interesting how it, 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 every single time a relationship failed, I, I swung the pendulum the other way and I tried to find the opposite of what I was just with. And it, it was literally like a clock, dude. It just was left, right left right and at some point it was like all right we got to break the cycle and so i do remember because it was like all right it was a witty kind of harsh person that i was with and it was fun and it was like exciting and like but it was harsh at times and kind of witty and all that stuff and then swung back the other way to it was like someone that was kind of a pushover a little bit to be honest and super selfless and i felt like i was dating myself and it was like like I want to be with someone who has some, you know, substance to them. And then it swung back the other way. And it was like someone who was super harsh and cut off and everything. You know what I'm saying? I just, I kept going back and forth and back and forth across the, the, the pendulum. Um, and then after the, after the, the big D after the divorce, <laughs> I don't know. That's not a good way of saying that. Uh, it was like pause. It's just like, all right, we got to just, we just got to push pause, you know? And so, at that point, uh, I just, I, I had to make a choice like, okay, well, you know, I was a mess, obviously, mentally, emotionally, you know, physically, I was going wild in the gym, which was a blast. I loved that part. Actually, that part was really great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but at that point, I pushed pause, and for the first time in my life, I chose to be with somebody, which was, which was really awesome. And it has since worked out. That was a really long answer to probably not the question that you asked, but. I don't even remember what I asked. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even remember. What oh, I asked. it was the like, first time that you chose to be with somebody. Like, did you oh, do yeah, a big yeah. gesture? So that was a very long answer to that. No Jim but, Halpert. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's kind of funny. Like, I don't, I don't mean to sit here and talk about you know Cody and and then the whole time. But when he how he announced uh, Amy Lou before she was born, he uh, he sent me a picture of uh, they had the the Scranton uh, like red. Uh, you know, like the from the from the office, like volleyball league or whatever, and just said, "Hey, send in the subs." 
right? So if you've seen The Office, it's, nice. it's obviously a, a big tie-in, right? That's to, awesome. To say, hey, we're pregnant. I was like, that is fantastic. Send in uh, the subs, Dwight. Send Dwight, subs, send in man. the subs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the, the, what a moment that was. It was ah, that's clever. Was good for them. Yeah, that's a, Cody, great, great move. It was good. What do we call him? Good. Cody B. Cody B. Cardi B. Uh, I think the first, like the first one that I did, right. Was, was still high school. Uh, and it actually was at, uh, his house. Uh, right. We were over there for a, uh, like just like, it was, it was kind of, it was a double date, but like, you know, really dating yet type deal. And so I was like, all right, I guess I gotta like, you know, make this thing legitimate. And so I remember going into her house and while everybody else saw out the pool, I was like, all right, I gotta find something. Like I gotta make a, I gotta make a gesture, right? Because when you're 16, 15, I don't even know how old I was then, but it's like, oh man, it's got to be a big deal. Like it's got to be something. Like that's just the way you thought. That's the way I thought. So I found, uh, like in their like guest bathroom, they had what I didn't know at the time was like a statue of like flowers and so, like it was all fake, but it was like glued in fake stuff. And so I grabbed one of the, like, there was a rose in there. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is, that's all I need. It's perfect. And I like, I was like, it's stuck. And I broke the thing off. I, bro- I broke it off, right? And like, I go outside, I'm like, I don't, I mean, like, I've already committed, I guess. Like, I don't know what to do. Uh, so I kind of kept it in my head. I remember calling, like, like, hey, can I talk to you real quick? I need to talk to you real quick. I'm like, hey, whatever y'all had in the guest bag, I broke it. Like I just, it's, I straight up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I it's, broke it. it's actually broken. Yeah, it's a. I totally like, broke something. I, I like. I, I got. I got nothing. I was like, but can I have this? <laughs> I was like, is it okay if I have this? I, I want to do something with it. And she was like, yeah, it's perfectly fine. No big deal. No one goes in there anyway. I was like, all right, great. And so I walk up and I'm like, hey. So you know, I know we've kind of been you know seeing each other a little bit, but I'd like to make this more official. And uh, you know, I just I want you to know that until this thing dies, I will I will love you. Right or something along those lines. I will love you until this thing dies. It right, it's always like a statue. It was already rose. dead. <laughs> Boom! It wasn't already well. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so was my love for her. Oh uh, my but, gosh! Oh yeah, my that, gosh! That one definitely. That one definitely happened. But yeah, no, I definitely like, dude. That one was. That's like because everything else is like, hey, you get introduced, right? And you're like, well, hey, let's let's go grab dinner. Let's let's do. There's not there's really not that kind of a gesture thing back in like high, like there is back in high school, but like once you get past that, it's, 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 you, you don't meet people the same way. So, so you don't really go about it in the same way. Yeah. This is going to bring up two things that I'm thinking of. It, it's, you don't have, ah, it's like, how can I say this? You don't know what you don't know. I say that quite, quite a bit. Like if you're going to start a new job, you're not going to be good at that job at first. Cause you don't know what you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know even what issues are going to come up that I need to solve or need to be better at or what things I'm going to be good or bad at. And so with relationships, it's like I have major kudos to those people that, you know, are married after their high school sweetheart who they met when they were sophomores in high school. That's 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 crazy. That is intense. I'm sorry, not crazy in a bad negative way. That, that's, an, that's an impressive feat because you also grow as a person, you know, I, I think back to who I was at 18 and it's just not who I am now. I have different values, different, I put different, I've, I've just matured in a lot of ways. I've, I've, you know, gotten a lot smarter. You know, there's things that are more important to me. I, 
Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. Cor- Corey's giving me the kind of like, well, got smarter a little bit, maybe, but maybe yeah. not. Um, but it's just interesting how, <laughs> you know, it's a funny story. Uh, it's one of my favorite quotes from a weird B-list movie, but uh, We Are Your Friends. It's got Zac Efron. I might have already referenced that here just because I love this line, but uh, in that movie, there's like an older, <laughs> this is, I'm sorry, there's an older <laughs> DJ that is mentoring Zac Efron, a younger DJ, which again, not a good start, but the line itself is fantastic. And he says, you're not even a real person until you're 25. And in that moment, it's again, it's a, it's a hard movie, but, and it's kind of B-list, but <laughs> that I felt that in my chest when, when he said that, I was like, Oh wow. Because I wasn't, <laughs> you know? So I got lost in what I was saying, but uh, you just, you change over time. So for someone to be in a relationship and to go through those changes together from like, honestly, adolescence, like, like honestly, teenage years to full on adult through kids through, that's a, that, that is a, that's a big transformation. And so kudos to those people who can do it and who can do it functionally. You know, I would like to talk about a functional relationship in a second, but, um, that was definitely thought number one. And then, uh, thought number two was just maturity in general. It's funny how when we're younger, to your point, it's like middle school dances, like people are making signs and stuff and like massive gestures and like, well, I remember like writing on cars. Yeah. You know, like, Hey, prom. Yeah. And, 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 and like, I remember scrapbooking and the, I mean, there were people that had like scrapbooks of like photos together. And I oh. mean, what I'm getting at is like, yeah. I had that. <laughs> so, yeah. so I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. I, have a, I have a really good one. Like I remember when I left uh, junior year uh, to head out to Atlanta, um, Lee and Anna and like all those girls, they like made me a scrapbook. Yeah. You remember that? Uh, that was, that was really do, nice. I do a little bit. Yeah. It was a really, really popular thing at the time. But I feel like with relationships and stuff, it was like, what do you do on like our three month anniversary? Oh, <laughs> it's like, dear Lord. Come on, dude. It's like, come on. Like, I look back at that stuff now and I'm like, it's so childish. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's cute at the time, I guess. Again, I think those things were just lessons though. I think, I think up to me now, uh, Kimberly and I are not going to celebrate our three month anniversary, but I'm going to do things intermittently that tell her that I, I care about her and that I, I, I value her and like, yeah, you know, I love her and all those things. Like I am going to take little opportunities to do that stuff. That's not some massive childish gesture. Does that make sense? It does. Well, so to that point, I think it changes a lot. Like, you know, you talk about kind of growing with somebody, right. And and like that evolution, once you live with somebody, throw all of those preconceived notions and things, just throw that out the window. Cause it, it's, it's different. You get a whole, that is brand new person, brand new person. And like doing the dishes, like, yo, that's just as good as a a necklace at some some point. Cleanliness, hygiene, those things (laughs) are, those things are non-romantic, non-relationship things that get thrown into the mix. And honestly, they can be finances. I mean, you think about, you think about the number one issue that all, I think it's all married couples or maybe just couples in general fight over is finances. It's money. How do you spend your money? What do you spend your money on? And like, Again, when you're 18 years old, I'm going to spend my money on what? You know what I'm saying? And then when I'm 30, I'm going to spend it on what? And then it changes, right? You know, you may have different desires or different passions or whatever, 
you know, me 10 years ago, I'm buying guitars and like amps and stuff. And like me now, I don't know. I don't know what I'm, I'm not buying anything right now. I'm paying off debt because I bought a lot of stuff that I shouldn't (laughs) have bought. But, uh, it it is interesting how those things change And in order to change together. It takes some pretty strong communication, but, um, I'm digressing. What were we talking about? Dude, I don't know, but all I'm thinking about is 10 years ago. What was I spending my money on? And it was, it was, uh, at the bar and on girls. Like that, those, those yeah. are like my two passions. Actually, <laughs> you know, the, like, actually those together, that's a lethal combination. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, and, I, and we kind of joked about like, we knew this one was going to be a little bit more fun, but uh, a couple of the stats, you know, only 2% of married people meet, uh, their significant other at a bar. So, you know, like everybody's like, Oh man, we're going to meet somebody. Like, I was like, 2%, 2%, that's it. 2% actually meet at a bar. Well, or actually, that maybe stay together. I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I thought that I, was just that, a crazy if stat. That's the, if that's the stat, then I'm in the 98. So clearly, yeah. I uh, you know we we can talk about this. I'm pretty comfortable with this. But um, yeah, that's that was the other thing. Like, how do people meet? Right? Like, so we talked about yeah, like well, school. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm gonna answer your first one first. All right. So I, I've been divorced. I've been married once before. So clearly, another trial in tribulation. Another trial. Another error. Met that person at a bar, ninety eight percent. So yeah, um, but it, it it is another thing to your point. I I I regret it in so many ways: the loss of time, the loss of you know time with friends too, friendships, family. I got you know separated from a lot of the people that I loved. I made a lot of mistakes, like you know I. But it was a great learning experience that you know I can't go back and change that. I can't do anything different. I can't erase it. All I can do is kind of move forward. And so quite literally without that, I don't have the fully functioning relationship that I have right now that is strong, partner-based. You know, we don't, we communicate so well. We don't, we have respect for each other. We don't throw low blows ever. Like we just, I, I wouldn't have this amazing thing that I have now that I will have for the rest of my life without those mistakes. Um, and so, yeah, maybe meeting at a bar is, a, is a ill-advised, ill-advised. But uh, to your point, yes, people meet in a lot of different ways nowadays. I feel like back in the day, it was, yeah, passing a note in, in college or high school or whatever. You know, nowadays, it's not that. Online now. It's all online. Online apps, swipes. You got any? Uh, you got any stats on uh, on successful marriages coming off of Tinder? I mean, asking for a friend, dude. A off deal. of off <laughs> off of <laughs> Tinder, I don't know. But hold on, I did see some on here that uh, let's see, sixty three percent go through friends, right? Um, da, 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 da. There was something on here. Forty three percent. Okay, well, this isn't, isn't that, but forty three percent of singles have Googled someone on the internet before their first date. You do any, do you do any oh. stalking research? You think that's a, did you I stalk everyone, not even romantically, just everyone for <laughs> any reason, potential employers, you know, potential before when it was people that I was going to hire, I would Google. We've already, we already talked about this. I would Facebook everybody. Yeah. LinkedIn, you got to watch out cause they can see, but, uh, but yes, 100%. profiles with photos get over twice as many responses. Mm. 
So uh, for those out there that don't know, I 100% met Kimberly on Tinder and had some reservations about that at first as far as like, ah, that's embarrassing. But at the same time, who cares? Just who cares? I don't care. It works. It works. Don't care. It worked out. So um, it was really funny that first time that I went to go meet her. We kept trying to get together to do an actual date. You know, we connected. We both swiped right, I guess, <laughs> uh, which is just funny to say now. And then we actually ended up exchanging phone numbers and we were texting back and forth for probably like two or three weeks. I was pretty upfront at the time. I was going through a lot and I just bore my soul. Bared? Bore? What's one of those? Sure. It's one of those. I just let it all out there. And, um, honestly at the time I wasn't even really looking for a relationship as much as I just was lonely, you know? And so, uh, I remember going over there for the first time thinking to myself, I think I called you. I think it was you that I called or texted. Mm -hmm. And I said, Hey Corey, I'm going over to this person's house that I met online. She's pretty attractive, but also she could be a 400 pound man and I could be getting catfished. So if I don't, I said, if I don't text you that I'm okay in like 15 minutes, then you call the police and you give them this address. (laughs) I'm glad my phone didn't die that day because uh, that would have been awkward. <laughs> that would have been awkward and we might not have lasted. Uh, but, but yeah, and then <laughs> we end up just hanging out and uh, that was a, it, was, it was a great start because it wasn't, uh, yeah. It, we it, was just, nothing, it was nothing forced. Yeah, nothing was, was forced. Casual. Yeah, and I, it was so great that we got to just kind of talk and get to know each other first, uh, not giving anything away, but it wasn't like, we didn't kiss on the first date or anything. Like it was just, we just talked and got to kind of know each other. It was a very mature beginning to a relationship, which was great. Hey, look at that. You Surprise, right? Shocked, shocked. So I will say I did see this one. I thought this one was kind of funny, uh, especially when you do think about the libido uh, of stuff between like a man and a woman. So obviously they, they, you know, I've heard that random stat that women know within the first two minutes of meeting you, right. If they, if they would be willing to sleep with you. So there is a actual study. That's that's a BS. No, okay. Like you can completely ignore that saying. But I've heard that in different movies or different TV shows and like whatever. But they, this is an actual study. It says if you were a woman, you have 15 minutes to make a good first impression on a man. All right. Hmm. So it actually says that within the first 15 minutes, men are like, hey, all right. If you're a man, it takes about an hour. To make a good first impression, so wow. you gotta work for it, bro. Like you gotta, you gotta put in some work. You're telling me that a man has less of an attention span, or they're more decisive within 15. They're minutes, they're they're more decisive. Huh. I mean, because we're shallow. Men are shallow. Okay, okay, that makes you know sense. Because you add in the like, physical aspect of it, that's pretty. Yeah, that's, we, that we're sense. shallow. Which so is they, true. Just, I mean, it's funny. I do think that is. This is a whole other podcast topic, but I, I do think there is a general like physicality of a relationship should not be everything. You have to absolutely have the emotional connection, but there is definitely a uh, there is definitely a, a, a baseline where you have to find you know there should be for a fully functioning relationship. In my opinion, you, you should find some physical attractiveness in, in your in your partner spouse, significant other, whatever you want to call that. But, uh, you gotta have both though. Cause if you, it, you know, what is it? Love and lust, you know what I'm saying? What's that? The, the, the two, but I'm rambling. Pick me up. Yeah. I don't say know something, Corey, is. say something, anything. I could say lots of things. Um, uh, but no, I just, I thought that was kind of crazy, right? Because 
it, it does show the decisiveness. It does show kind of the value. I think I think women definitely value more of that emotional support, more of that, that getting to know you type great thing, point. right? Great and point. and guys are just like, you know, you're pretty. And like, they're like, I'm good. If you're willing to talk to me for this long, you're pretty. Oh, that's so you true. Know, it's just, I think that's just kind of what it boils down to. So it was one of those funnier uh, kind of stats for me. Uh, I didn't realize there's apparently uh, 44% of the adult population is single. 44%. 44%. That's not married. That, that's that's like just in a relationship. That's not in a relationship, right? Yeah, that's not in a So that's you a know, lot. half, say, say half of the adult people out there are available. Do you feel like getting off top I guess it is on topic do you feel like it is do you feel like there's a shift away from getting married younger I definitely feel like that is probably a thing I I feel like that may be regional too in the country I'm just thinking about the United States I do remember at a younger age like early 20s there was a big wave of people that got married you know I do feel like now looking back at younger generations now, I feel like there's less pressure to get married early. I, I don't know. Any thoughts on that? I think it changes. It's it's due to the societal norms, right? I think, like I think, what yep. do you care about from a career wise, from a family wise, what's really important. I think more of that professional life balance is kind of taking control as opposed to more so the personal. Yeah. It's um, taking, it's taking younger people longer to find their career or find their jobs after college. And which usually delays everything which else, Which delays everything else. I, I mean, I was one of these people. I, this is a, a story that I would happily share, but even when I met Kimberly at first, like I, for like, I pushed her away, you know, yeah. I, I, I told her I am in year one of law school of four with the school that I'm at. And I was like, you don't want to be with me. You're, you know, we're both 27, 27 at the time. And it was like, you're ready. Like you just got out of a long-term relationship. You know who you are. We're at the same transformational part of our lives, but I've got three years of grind that I'm about to do. That's going to suck. You don't want to be with me. And I remember telling her that. And, um, thinking I was being chivalrous or something or like noble or like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, being a martyr to like, whatever. I was like, you're too good for me basically. And I tried to push her away. And then, uh, I'll never forget that she loves this, this part, but she was like, you know, that's my decision to make. You can't make that decision for me. If I want to be with you through three years of hardship and like, we're going to work it out together. Like that's my choice. Like it's my life. If I want to do that, you can't take that away from me. And I was like, Oh, there's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I, I, you know, I, I, rightfully so, I was being selfish after a tumultuous ending to a six-year, five-year relationship. But uh, for the first time after being super selfish for a year, I was like, oh, I need to just let go and let something good happen and choose to be with someone that actually wants to be with me. And it was just like click. And since that moment, it's been amazing. Just, just looking forward. I mean, had, had, had she not challenged me and me not kind of challenged her, it would not, we would not be where we are today. Like had we, had we dated and gotten right into a relationship, it would not have worked out. But the fact that we like dated and then I, pushed her away. And I just, I wasn't good. I was not emotionally, I was not in a good state, but over those, whatever, six to nine months or so, we kind of just 
hung around, hung around, hung around, and we challenged each other. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, it just clicked. And it was like off to the races. It was great. Oh man. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's because I, I, I remember that we had several talks about yep. you like, like, dude, I, I'm done. Like, I can't, like, I, I like her a lot, but like, it's just, it's too serious. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Like four different times. You yeah. tried. And she's I, like, no, I was just, <laughs> I, I was just denying myself and I was just, I was spiteful and angry still at, at like the past. And I just, I knew, and I still, I tell this story as well. Uh, this is my favorite one. I would love to end on this. So it, it was funny. I go over there that night. I think I'm going to get ax murdered by like a 400 pound man. And I don't, I show up at Kimberly and she's like, you know, obviously like she's pretty. Um, and so we talked 15 minutes, man, we, 15 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't, we, we talked for like three hours. I think we talked about like getting some wine and like watching a movie together or whatever. We went over there, didn't turn anything on. We, I think we had a, like a couple glasses of wine, a bottle of wine or something. And we just talked for like three hours and I left I'm going to have to blur this part out, but I left, closed the door. I get into the hallway, like outside of her apartment. And I just said, <laughs> <laughs> because she was like the first person I met after going through all this stuff. And I immediately was like, well, of course I meet this amazing, amazing person. Like the first person I meet after this, I'm like, I don't need, I can't, I gotta, I gotta break the cycle. So it was just very, very, uh, it was very on point. I just, I did know, I knew I just also had to work some stuff out, but, uh, yeah, it's a heck of a ride, man. Um, we didn't even get into the relationship stuff that we I didn't get to. into uh, hardly anything, but I Nothing. thought it was, I, th- I think it was still pretty good. I mean, I th- think for the week that we had, you know, uh, and what we have going on this weekend, it was the perfect thing to kind of center it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say one final, kind of quote you got to always close here. it out Corey. you got to yeah, always you got to always end it, it it's it's what it kind of reminded me of right the summation of this and some of our uh past you know trials and tribulations right and really what it led up to but uh avid brothers for those of you who may not know big big in my household uh but they have a, have a lyric don't make me cry my, Joan, yeah jonah jonah's middle name is avid but like it it, it it hit with me uh it goes you know and i've known others and i've loved others too but I loved them because they were stepping stones on a staircase to you. It's a great one. Four, three, two, one. It's a great one. As a reminder, you can interact with us on Twitter at talking underscore B underscore S. And you can, of course, find us on all major podcasting platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. This has been another episode of Talkin' BS.